Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. The importance of emotional intelligence in achieving success at work and in our day-to-day -day lives has been discussed in many books over the past 25 years. However, few of the books have shown how to actually develop your skills so you can become more emotionally intelligent. Today, we get some top tips on how to develop your own skills and as a professional coach, how to bring emotional awareness into your coaching sessions. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to both a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited master coach. And I've been coaching for 12 years, mainly in the area of career transition and life coaching. Joining me today are John Parr and his client Giannina. John is a coach and trainer who's committed to seeing humans master the practice of developing healthy, respectful and effective relationships. He's developed seminars and training for people who desire to live an emotionally fulfilled life and his organisation teaches coaches and professional trainers who want to help people become more emotionally assertive. Giannina Rindashu is an HR consultant, trainer and coach who supports people and organisations to discover and build on their strengths for growth. She's been John's client and has had coaching from him for around 18 months and she's also trained in the process communication model and she uses this in her coaching so her clients can achieve a deeper self-awareness and belief in their own capacity and potential. Welcome both of you. I'm going to start asking John questions and then I'm going to flip over the coin and speak to Giannina. John, tell me about yourself. Uh, the top line points is my first profession was electronic engineering in the Royal Navy. Um, I switched in the uh, late, early 70s to being um, a, a person-centered people. So I uh, ran a rehab center for recovering substance abusers I've been a probation officer, an HR manager, and from about 1980, um, a, a psychotherapist and a trainer of uh, therapists, uh, as well as a consultant. That's quite a work history. So tell me, where did emotional awareness in coaching come into all of this? Um, well, it started from my work as a therapist. So back in the early 90s, I'd noticed that uh, I seemed to have two clusters of clients, one who defended themselves by climbing into their heads and ignoring their emotions, and another who climbed into their emotions and couldn't think clearly. And I realized that it was necessary to join up the writing so that the thinking and the emotions were able to be used together to problem solve. So I started to develop tools back then to help clients learn how to do that. Um, I then read Goldman, probably mid-90s, and realized that he told you 
a lot about the importance of being emotionally intelligent, but the not how to. I realized I knew how to. So I wrote an MSc thesis on that um, at the end of the 90s. And so how did you then take that theory and put it into practice with the people that you worked with? Well, I'd already been putting it in practice in therapy and finding that uh, I was more quickly able to help people to focus on the real issues and to solve their problems when they thought about their feelings and felt about their thinking. Um, we were able to get past all kinds of blocks, which I called emotional blocks. And um, that that was the beginning of the of the trail. Um, I then began to teach people, just generally, members of the public in organizations, the model that I developed, and also apply it in coaching in the same way that I did in psychotherapy. So to start off, can you tell me how, uh, just maybe a, a top tip or a couple of top tips about how we could start to develop our own emotional awareness? That's a great question. Um, it starts with ourselves. So the first thing is to learn for ourselves to recognize the link between our bodily sensations and the emotions that we experience, to tag the emotions, so to name the emotion, uh, and to know what the emotions are telling us about our needs. Uh, and the, these needs are usually to do with interpersonal or intrapersonal relationship needs. And uh, so using our bodies as as a means of analyzing, as taking the temperature of our emotional states, and then learning how to clearly identify our emotional states is where it starts. Um, having done that, the next step is to figure out what's going on for the other person. So to pick up the clues and cues that other people give us when they're having some form of an emotional reaction to what's going on and know how to then manage that. So that's that's how I uh, do it, working on self and then beginning to learn how to apply what's going on with me in my interpersonal relationships. So can you just take me through that step by step, um, just so we can understand the process better, John? So, for example, say I'm feeling slightly stressed and my my heart is palpitating mildly. And that can be a quite common thing for, for people before they have to speak up in a meeting. They can feel quite concerned uh, as they're waiting their turn. How would you start that process? What you're describing is a, a mild anxiety and uh you're you're experiencing it in your body so this is what this is why we get confused between the words emotions and feelings because feelings are the sensations that we have when we have an emotion so those feelings tell you that you're scared and now the next step is to ask yourself what am i scared about so what is it that's out there that is a threat to me and the next question is, and what do I need to do either for myself or to get other people to help me so that I can manage that fear and still deal with the issue that I'm afraid of? A brilliant process. Thanks for unpacking that and taking us through it step by step. So then if we, for example, saw a look on our clients that they felt uncomfortable what would we then do as coaches? Would we say something, I can see in your face you're feeling uncomfortable, 
tell me what how why is your body reacting like that how would you then use that process in a coaching session john again another great question jenny i i would avoid naming what i'm seeing because that's my interpretation of what's going on for the other person i would simply ask when i said that what did you experience what did you feel what did you feel in your body and get them to focus on their feeling and tell me what they're feeling. I want my clients to be able to identify themselves what their feelings are. And once we've got that bit clarified, then we move on to, so what do you need? So that's the, 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 it starts with simply recognizing what's happening with the other person, that something happened then. We think it may have been that, and quite often we're right, but rather than telling the other person, helping them to find it for themselves. Can you share an example of a client when that's happened and then it's helped move them forward positively? Yes. Um, I would be working with someone in a coaching situation and I might ask a question and I see their face and their face freezes and their shoulders go up. They shrug a gallic shrug and say i don't know so i know that they had some emotional response because their their physical uh, appearance changed i saw facial expressions i saw bodily gestures um and then i heard them say they don't know which is a blocking transaction it's a way of actually not dealing with whatever it was that happened back then so that would be a point where I might say, so when I asked that question, what did you feel? Uh, and, and again, I might get nothing. So, okay, so I noticed that you're shrugging your shoulders. Uh, will you exper experience shrugging your shoulders and shrugging them even more and pulling them really tight? Now, what is it you're feeling physically and emotionally? And I say, I'm, I'm annoyed or I'm angry or I'm irritated. So say, okay, so what is it about that question that you found irritating? So, so that's the kind of way that I would use it. That's a great example. Thank you, John. And so as coaches, if we're wanting to bring this into our coaching practice, because it sounds uh, a very powerful tool to be using, how do you recommend that we speak to our clients about it at the beginning of the coaching process so they understand what to expect? Uh, at the beginning of, of, of coaching, the coaching journey for me starts with contracting. So to find out what does the client want. And then I tell the client what I think we'll need, what tools we'll need to get them to the end of their journey. And I explain that one of those tools is to be in touch with visions and to be able to think and feel at the same time uh, and briefly explain my model and how it works and how we'll use it in the coaching sessions. Uh, so we get a contract effectively to be able to talk about our thoughts and our emotions in a healthy way, again, respectfully. Tell me about your training program, John. Um, well, the training program is... Uh, the, the 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 full package is a full three days of training uh, to understand where emotions come from. So what's it all about? Why do we have emotions? 
uh, how do emotions operate, what what emotions are, because a lot of people are quite confused about how many emotions we have. I In my model, I say we only have four. All the rest are just built from those four. They're like a color palette that you take two or three colors and mix them together and get a brand new color. Well, it's not a new color. It's just a combination of all those other colors. So it's about how to tease out back down to the basic emotions because each of the basic emotions give us information about our needs. So uh, I uh, I train that in the in the seminar. And then I do a lot of work with people to start to be able to recognize their own emotions, recognize the difference between a healthy expression of an emotion and an unhealthy expression of emotion, and how to choose the healthy in communication and avoid the unhealthy, um, along with exercises um, that I, I, I offer, case studies and so on. And at the end of that, people have the full Monty of what the model is. I also do shortened versions, but the three-day model is is the most effective in my opinion. I wouldn't recommend that people simply apply this without learning more about it, um, because it's actually a very powerful tool. And so learning the model and learning how to apply the model is important, uh, but also learning how to use yourself as a tool uh, in the emotional process in the coaching session is important. Uh, I would say that it's not a good idea to have a go without first finding out more about the model. I've written two books on on the model. One is is about the model itself, which is pretty much the the content of the three day seminar. That book is called Foreplay, Fair Play, and Foul Play. And um, the other book is about love, because uh, people think love is an emotion, and I say no, it isn't. Uh, what love is is a, a, a description of the states that we have within relationships so various different forms of love uh, and the second book is about emotions and love and having good loving relationships both from eros all the way down through to to ludus the playful teasing kind of love so um they're the two books that are available and you can get them on the website uh Thanks, John. And the IAPCM is uh, an accreditation body because we want to improve the professional image and standard of coaching. And as part of that, as coaches, we have to do 30 hours of CPD every year um, to improve ourselves. And this sounds like a really great thing for some of us to explore. What are your thoughts on coach accreditation? Uh, I think it's essential. Um, my, my background uh, in psychotherapy is that um, I was a transactional analyst psychotherapist. Uh, I believed strongly in psychotherapists, counsellors, coaches, having a, a good sound education and knowing what they're doing and being certified. Uh, I think that the protection of the public uh, and, and that kind of safety is important, but also the protection of the image of the coaching uh, bodies, we need to make sure that, that we don't get a bad name for ourselves as an organization. The only way to do that is to train people, to monitor people, to have continuing professional education, 
these things are essential. So for me, it's it's a, a must. It's not a nice to have. It's a must have. Thank you, John. I'm going to flip over the coin now and speak to Giannina to find out about her experience as your client and um, the coaching process that she went through with you. Giannina, tell me about yourself. I am uh, an HR consultant working uh, with organizations um, for uh, since t- 2016 now. Uh, I've started initially by uh, doing the most pragmatic part of HR, uh, compensation and benefits, but slowly discovered that most of my contributions came uh, through the fact that um, I was paying attention and I was able to to be present and give advice. So I also started to develop in this second part of of my uh, professional area, which means uh, coaching. So I'm uh, doing also uh, coaching uh, for several years now. And why did you want coaching from John? Oh, I um, I discovered John uh, while doing my PCM certification with him. And um, what I discovered is that he has a deep understanding of the human nature. And this is one of one of the reasons uh, that I really wanted to, to work with him. And in the same time, um, I am um, the areas where I'm searching uh, coaching are mostly related to being a coach myself. And to the fact that I am working in an entrepreneurial business. So I thought that beyond coaching, uh, John could be a really good supervisor for me and the mentor in what I'm doing. And what has been your experience? Um, It's very interesting for me, the fact that every time we meet, uh, he brings um, deeper and different perspectives to some issues that for me seem very operational that I bring to the coaching session sometimes. So this is one of the areas that um, surprised me in a good way. Also related to to what John was saying earlier regarding emotions, um, for me, um, experiencing in the coaching session and um, bringing to my awareness what I'm feeling related to to a certain situation um, or uh, what are my emotions and connecting them uh, in the problem solving really uh, seems to um, bring, I don't know, the golden bullet sometimes for uh, for the issues that I want to, to solve. What example have you got of when that recognizing the emotion helped you uh, solve a golden bullet? One good example, I think, is related to um, a moment um, when I needed to take some decisions for the business. And um, I kept explaining and talking and talking about the options, the way that I'm thinking about them. And uh, I remember that uh, John um, listened for a while. And in the end, he he just asked, where do you feel this in your body? Uh, all that you are to- uh, telling me about. And, and for me, it was like, wow, I never thought of approaching uh, the, the thing that for me was very rational. So very bullet pointed through the way that I am feeling. Uh, and uh, working through that uh, really brought um, a different um, 
answer uh, compared to what I had initially in mind as the, the best option to go ahead. Thank you. That was a great example that you shared with us. So based on your experience, then, what would you say to other coaches about how using emotional awareness training or how being more emotional, emotionally aware themselves could help improve their own coaching practice? I think uh, to, 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 I was reflecting on these questions, actually, uh, because um, I think it's very important, first of all, to be present for the client. I think that's my, my first um, advice, uh, yeah, to be there and pay attention to your client in order to observe, uh, as John was mentioning earlier, um, the gestures and the body uh, posture in order to be able to to bring this to bring this to to the attention and second to pay attention to their own emotion like what are they they feeling during coaching because most of the times this is also informs um and brings a, a new perspective into the conversation from my experience uh, actually, I remember now uh, a mentoring session with John regarding one of my coaches. And uh, in our coaching session, uh, while I was explaining the situation, he asked me, what were you feeling then when, when your coachee was doing that and saying that? Where in your body? And how? How? Uh, what, what is the emotion actually connected with that feeling in your body? And I realized that I can be more aware in, in my work of my own uh, emotions in order to be better, uh, a better uh, companionship for the client. Thank you so much. What a great insight, some great tips to help us improve as coaches. Thank you so much, John. And thank you so much, Giannina. More information about John's Emotional Assertiveness Training Program can be found on his website emotionalassertiveness.com. We're confident that anyone who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be among the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're somebody who's interested in having some coaching and mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, journey.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now. Bye.